Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. This episode with Shante Duffy of BiFi Loan Servicing is really good. Shante was on episode six, I believe it was, back in the day. Um, and we in that episode, we talked a lot more about her personal backstory. In this episode, we talk about how she's able to juggle being a single mom of a special needs teenager, uh, almost teenager, as well as a co-founder of a startup, uh, BiFi Loan Servicing. And how she's navigated the last few years, how she had to step away from BiFi for a brief period of time to do a personal reset and work on herself, create boundaries, create plans of action to address different areas of her life. Um, and we really walk through a lot of the trials and tribulations that, frankly, Shantae and I have both faced on some level with regard to BiFi loan servicing. I am uh, the CEO of BiFi, so I have some pretty intimate knowledge of the the company and how we've rebounded and how we're on a fantastic track for the future. And we get into that at the end. Um, so there, if there are any questions about whether Shante is is going to leave BiFi again, I think she puts those questions to rest uh, in, during this episode. But man, for for the single moms out there, for the entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs. Uh, trying to figure out how you can juggle all of this, you know, with, with all the stress that comes along with a startup, being a single mom or, or any parent um, or, or working in a leadership role of any small business, um, going through the pandemic, just so much stress. How was Shante able to manage that, manage those challenges? How did BiFi navigate through its adversity and uh, reach the level of abundance where the future is very, very bright for both Shante and BiFi. This is not an episode you want to miss. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges 
so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm thrilled today to have with us Shante Duffy. Shante is, I think, our third guest who is a repeat guest. So this is this is pretty special. How are you doing, Shante? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm really excited to have you back. So I think you were um, one of the first 10 episodes. You were on one of the first 10 episodes we had probably episode six, something like that. Um, yep. And we got pretty specific about your backstory. And we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit here today. I know today we want to focus a little bit more on the challenges that come along with uh, being a single mom and starting a company. Because um, that Absolutely. is, uh, man, I just got stressed just saying those two <laughs> things out loud. But but uh, for the for the listener who's unfamiliar with you, tell us who you are today. What are you up to today? I'm Shante Duffy. Um, I am the director of operations and one of the co-founders of BiFi Loan Servicing, also known as my second child, if you ask my friends and family. <laughs> nice. And obviously, uh, for those who don't know, Shante and I work together, so we have a lot of interaction on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yeah. So this will be a fun, fun conversation. Um, let's do a, a kind of a high-level, quick uh, overview of, of the first episode, if you would. Um, you're not going to cover everything from that episode, <laughs> obviously, but kind of hit some of the highlights and lowlights as far as your backstory goes. Backstory, um, I was adopted. I was in foster care for the first three years of my life. Um, I was adopted, ironically, into a white family. And I say that because people don't know, and there's just a lot of history with that alone. Um, I was adopted. I was very, very blessed to not have to bounce back and forth, um, you know, raised with I'm one of five kids, so it's great, by a single parent as well, who also owns her own business and has for longer than I've been alive. So, you know, I have definitely a really good role model there within my mom and just a supportive family after that. Um, and then, you know, went through school as a child, got out of high school, started going to college and found out that I was pregnant with my son. His name is Benjamin. and I love him to death. Um, he is now 12 years old. And, you know, you give birth to a child. And I remember saying this on the first time you give birth to a child, happy, healthy baby, 10 fingers, 10 toes. You're good to go. You get sent home and now you're on your own to raise this child. Um, definitely fun and interesting and challenging all at the same time. But um, as Benjamin grew up and started to get older, around, you know, two, three years old, I was a little concerned um, as I was comparing him to my sister's child, actually, who's only three months older than him, and realized that he was definitely a little different, wasn't really sure what was going on, and took the route of finding out and mm -hmm. found out that my son ended up being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and had to navigate his life that way um, to, you know, make sure I meet his needs so he could be successful in life as well as adjusting myself and learning because that's not something I've ever actually had to deal with um, and manage in my face. So it was yeah. definitely a lot of hurdles. He has moved mountains and I'm very, very proud of him. Um, it's still mm -hmm. a challenge as 12 years old. We're not far off from some puberty years and mm -hmm. lots of attitude. And But he is also a mini me, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a lot of it. Yeah. And I stayed at home for a year to raise him the first year and realized mm -hmm. that I am not cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. I will always give my flowers to stay-at-home moms because it's hard work. Um, it's it's I do think it's sometimes harder than having a regular nine-to-five job. Yeah. Um, and also trying to just maintain a home. 
that's a lot. Yeah. So I decided to start working after he turned one. Yeah, got it. There's uh, some that I can relate to there that, you know, with my with my son as well. And um, just having a, a special needs child is not uh, it's not easy in and of itself. That's a huge, huge challenge. And um, so, yeah, obviously, I can't relate to being a, a single mom or or uh, I also was not adopted. Um, but th- so those are some some real challenges you've been through for sure. So it sounds like, though, you weren't that that, that just wasn't enough in the way of challenges. So you decided to <laughs> start a, start a loan servicing company before we get to that. How did you find your way into loan servicing? How did that happen on the professional side? I always feel funny answering this question because most people kind of have an idea of what their career is going to be. And I had no idea. I just knew I wasn't staying home. Um, honestly, I found a servicing company. I was looking for a job and I just wanted something, an office structure, a regular nine to five. I want to be home nights and weekends and holidays with my son. Um, and I found a loan servicing company that was within three miles of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice. I started as an admin assistant. I knew nothing about this industry as a whole. I was very like, just pay your mortgage mm-hmm. to your bank or you lose your home. Well, let's um, talk about that briefly because, um, you know, similarly, I, I ended up working at a title company and I knew nothing about that. I had, had no clue what a title company was at that time. But, you know, these are things you don't learn in school typically, right? Correct. Is, you know, about mortgage processing and mortgage servicing, title insurance, things that are pretty important actually in real life. But define for the listener, what is a loan servicer? What what do what does a, a mortgage loan servicing company what what does that company do? A mortgage loan servicing company is a company that private lenders and investors need to use to track and maintain borrower payment histories for their mortgage payments. Um, so essentially, we are the companies that when a borrower makes their mortgage payment to us, we process it through our system, make sure everything's applied correctly for the loan terms. And then we kind of redisperse those funds back to the lender. We're essentially that middleman to make sure that everything's coming in and going out properly. We're following compliance and making sure that we're handling the collection of these mortgage payments for the clients, which are our lenders and investors. So yeah. pretty straightforward just on the easy yeah. side. <laughs> no, it, it's uh and it's sometimes I'll equate it uh somewhat like a, a property management company for a rental yep. property. Um you know, I think there are a good number of more hurdles from a compliance standpoint, like you, like you referred to licensing is very state-based when it comes to loan servicing, there's a lot of red tape and things like that as compared to a property management company, those can be fairly easy to, to at least get started. There's not usually a lot of red tape with a property management company, but it's a very similar concept at a bit at a high level is that you're collecting payments from in this case, a lender, as a property manager, you're collecting payments from a tenant, and then you're dispersing those those funds to. I'm sorry, collecting money We're from collecting a borrower, dispersing borrower. Yeah. funds to a lender. I'm glad I just listened to my my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, in on the property management side, you're collecting tenants' uh, money, you know, rent payment, and sending mm-hmm. that to the landlord. So very similar similar role. Um, so. You didn't know what a loan servicer was. You, you found nope. a, a job ad basically with that that was for a company within three miles of your home because you were prioritizing being a mother and, and a and a good mother and being around for your <laughs> your son. Yeah. Um, okay, so walk us through just briefly your your career in your first say eight or nine years in the loan servicing space. 
my first eight years in a loan servicing space, um, I climbed the ladder a lot. I learned from the ground up. I learned, you know, boots on the ground. I was watching. I was listening. I like to learn. I like to gain knowledge, but I also like to share it. Um, so that's a natural trait within me. So I started and didn't know anything. I was answering phones, scanning paperwork and realizing like I'm answering phones. I can't answer these questions because I don't know what they're talking about. So I was really, really fortunate to have an amazing mentor over those eight years who I still talk to to this day, recently saw a couple months ago um, from there. And I just started to ask questions and that's really kind of how I climbed the ladder. It was, well, why does this happen? How does this work? And it was a lot of research and a lot of networking that I started to do because I used to get jealous that he'd go to conferences. Mm -hmm. um, he always would tell me about the fun things that he did there. And I'm like, well, can I go? And it was just, I was 21 years old. Can I go? And yeah. it's like, yeah, why not? And I'll never forget the first conference that I actually traveled out of state for. Um, I went out to Texas and it was awesome. Nice. And it was such a, I didn't realize how big but small this space was. And so you're, I got you're to in meet. New Jersey, right? Yes, I am in New so, Jersey. So me yeah. jumping on an Texas airplane. This is a little different than New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but they're super cool. And to be in an area where there's so many more people that are aware of this space and also aren't, um, it really opened my eyes. And I was like, wait, this is actually really cool. And I just kept going. And I watched myself go from an admin assistant to an office manager to the business development manager and, you mm -hmm. know, it helped hiring and creating procedures and processes. And I just grew to love it <laughs> um, somehow, somehow yeah. kind of made myself a big enough face in the world just yeah. as a servicer and trying to help investors with their needs. Well, I think that's a really couple of key points. I mean, um, one is just you do have to roll up your sleeves and and kind of learn things yourself in, in life. I would say that's a, a really good lesson is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, I think, kind of expect to be spoon fed in a sense of, well, you know, I've, I've worked with people at former in my, some former roles where they'll say, well, I wasn't trained on that. So I can't, I can't, I can't do that. It's like that, that works to an extent, but at some point it's like, you got to figure some things out and you have to be proactive. And yep. it sounds like that's what, that's how you were able to rise through the ranks. And I know for sure you uh, definitely made a name for yourself. I mean, a lot Somehow. of people, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just a matter of adding value and listening to other people and, and uh, just being proactive about um, like you said, acquiring knowledge, but then sharing it. Don't, you yes. know, not hoarding that knowledge. Um, so that's, that's really, it's really good. So I know that that, uh, that company ended up moving out of state and left me. Yeah. They um, left you. So yeah. Talk I about did the, have the opportunity the... to move. I want to make that abundantly clear. I just, my, my life is here um, in yeah. New Jersey. So yeah. they moved to Nevada and got themselves set up. I stayed and kind of ran the Jersey office and then we walked into COVID, um, mm. which kind of changed the dynamic of the entire world. Um, yeah. We luckily though, in the servicing world still got to work. Um, we were in my eyes, essential. Um, mm -hmm. So I still worked at, you know, the COVID didn't really affect me too much in my career. And just with realizing that a lot of people didn't want to keep working, um, kind of stayed home, whether they decide to stop working, go get a new job, whatever the case may be. And it got to a point where we kind of shut down the Jersey office. We didn't need it. Um, and I went remote. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of walked into an opportunity that I tried to say no to <laughs> for a while. Um, I definitely pushed that off for months. Um, yeah. And then realized that, you know, when there's op when opportunities present themselves, they present themselves for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to be scared. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. But sure. I've always wanted to be a part of something big. 
always. Mm -hmm. And I kind of sat back and was like, I have the opportunity to create something here that I, mm -hmm. I am passionate about and that I genuinely love stress and all. And I was like, I have to do this. Like how many people get this opportunity in this corner of our world? You know, sure. being in servicing and note investing and things like that. And I decided to take the plunge. <laughs> nice. Um, so from a personal standpoint through COVID, and then we'll get to the starting starting mm -hmm. the company. Um, how did you manage, you know, being a single mom through all and working at the same time? I mean, I can tell you that that at that time, actually, my wife was working for my company. She was working for mm -hmm. me, which is a whole probably 10 <laughs> episodes we could do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, once my, my kids were essentially doing school from home, she pretty much had to stay, you know, and become my son's aide or teacher. So she kind of <laughs> threw me to the yeah. side and focused on him, which made sense. But how were you able to navigate that? So I'm fortunate enough to have family um, where almost everybody in my family wasn't working. And I was the one that still had to. So it was very easy to have Benjamin watched and have him do homeschooling. So the toughest part was the end, like 2020 from March through June. But mm -hmm. as we all know, COVID still went on um, mm -hmm. because he is special needs. Um, in mm -hmm. New Jersey, special needs kids were the ones that, you know, a lot of us, we were concerned that they were going to be affected the most. All kids ended mm -hmm. up being affected in some stance, but he sure. was able to go to school. So when the new school year started, as everyone else is still home, all the special needs kids got to go to school. Um, it's smaller groups. So as September of 2020 rolled around, he went yep. to school every day. We went kind of went back to regular routine. Um, we were very fortunate to not be get sick. Yeah. But I did miss out on time. There was points where I was waving at my child through a window because I was going into an office where other people still were there. And mm -hmm. I would not be able to live with myself if I contracted COVID and passed it along to him. So sure. I would buy little, he's obsessed with Legos and Super Mario. So I would buy little things. He would, I bought him a drone. Um, so he'd fly these drones around and just stuff to keep him occupied. But it was probably the saddest moment of life because you never sure. picture not being able to just hug your kid um, sure. and, you know, feed him dinner. You know, there's things that I take for granted or I think sometimes are stressful on a daily basis aren't. And I miss out on that, but I also look at COVID as a blessing because I also ended a serious relationship. Mm. All this is happening at the same time. So mm -hmm. to me, it was like, this is my chance for a reset and to clean mm -hmm. up and really figure out what I want out of sure, just that, life moving forward. It's really important. It's just the perspective, you know, because I mean, that comes up on, on this show quite a bit is we don't, we don't seek out bad things to happen no. to us. No, nobody really wants to go through adversity, right? It's not fun, but but there's always a bright side and always something that comes out of that. That's uh, either an opportunity or growth, like you talked about, or, or ending something bad in your life um, and, and moving on. So, all right. So BiFi loan servicing, um, this opportunity gets presented to you um, <laughs> from a guy named Chris Yes. <laughs> and um, talk about the, what was the impetus. And obviously I have some, some inside information <laughs> on this as well, but I'll pretend for now I don't. So what's the reason why start a servicing company? Why call it BiFi? What's what's going on in your, uh, your mind at that time? There were several different reasons. So in the opportunity of like, hey, Shantae, why don't you start your own? It was a mix of, you know, the, my prior employment moving and then me working. Mm -hmm. I don't like working from home at all. Mm -hmm. I'm an office yeah. girl all day long. Um, but it was that and then it was okay. 
I, I, I kept saying, no, 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 no. It's, it's too hard. It's too expensive. I can't do it. And lovely Chris, who we love to death, he <laughs> wouldn't take no as an answer. And yeah. I should have like known Chris. that because I know him very well, but yeah, I, I trusted him and I trust you. So I sat down and was like, okay, Shantae, here's an opportunity. You want it because it gives you a chance to chase your entrepreneurial goals and mm -hmm. dreams that I've always had. And yeah. someone's literally willing to support and help. You have people that are going to, you know, do this with you. It's not you solo at all. And I think that was a big part of my fear. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and really thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to be different. I don't want to just be like every other servicer. I don't, mm -hmm. servicers don't get a good rap in our space. Um, nobody, I say yeah. this to everybody. I probably said on every podcast I've ever been on. Yeah. Nobody wants us. Nobody need like, nobody likes a servicer, but you need one. Yeah. Exactly. I, I kind of, I kind of equate be... it to like a referee and a, and we have yes. talked about this before, but like, in a in a, say, a, say a basketball game or basketball referee, no one goes to the game to watch the ref. Nope. They're not excited about the referee. Right. But, but you absolutely need a ref <laughs> to yep. keep, keep everyone compliant and to, you know, keep score. Right. And so <laughs> call the shots, you know, exactly. So it's, and... it's a vital role for sure. Absolutely. And I just wanted to somehow bridge the gap. I wanted to be needed and wanted um, as a whole. And I worked with many, many, many different investors over the years. And it was like, okay, if we're going to do this, we have to do this right. And it mm -hmm. took a lot of brainstorming and it was definitely challenging. It was fun. It was exciting. Um, yeah. The beginning parts are super fun. <laughs> um, but sitting down and getting a group of investors that I trust, to be honest and vocal and blunt and bold in the things yeah. that they look for in their servicers, I think was my favorite part to this day of setting yeah. up, you know, Wi-Fi and it was getting feedback. What do you like about servicers? What do you don't like? What do you, why do you pick this one over this one in certain scenarios? Is it just a licensing scenario or is it, they just handle things better. And we basically kind of pulled all that information in and was like, okay, so how do we address all these pain points? Because right. if we can address these, like we're already ahead of the game. And yeah. that's how I thought, you know, we could bridge that gap. So True. that was the, most fun part um of yeah. it and it got to a point where i was like i think i, I think i can do this and <laughs> at that point it was like all right and it, i struggled i'm not gonna lie i struggled with departing from yeah. the place i learned my mentor they were family they weren't yeah. just bosses and people i worked with they were family to me and that's eight almost nine years of my life um yeah. that i was walking away from and i felt so odd hmm. i felt yeah. like i was doing something wrong but they also understood it so sure. when it, you know, was explained, you know, Shanta, you're going to do great. You're going to be fine. There was no love loss because then the flip side to it, I'm technically about to be a competitor of yours. And that sure. made me really anxious um, because I don't, they're family. So yeah, it was a, Absolutely. I still feel like it was a good move and it was the right move for me. And yeah. it opened up my eyes and my mind and the opportunity. And I learned a lot. I'm still learning a lot yeah. to this day. Well, that's where I'd say, I mean, for one, we have, we have a good working relationship with that company still. And I know yep. you send loans to them sometimes. Um, so there's no love lost or, or, or there, there's a good relationship. I should, yes. I should say. Um, but the other thing is, you know, framing it as even if versus what if, and this is something I end up saying a lot on the show and you and I've talked about this yep. before as well, but let's say you left that company and, and even if by fi was a disaster. Let's just say it, it failed. Mm -hmm. Well, even if I guarantee, even if that happened, I guarantee you could find another job in this space. But oh, it's yeah. what that's old 
company, former company or a different company, right? So Correct. you got to be willing to take some calculated risks in life. And I, and I love that you were able to get yourself to that point where you were comfortable enough Comfortable with being uncomfortable. You ha- exactly. Uh, I was just about to say that you have to be uncomfortable, but comfortable with it. So yeah, and, and so there's no you know one size fits all in, in how to kind of approach that. Um, yeah. So and and absolutely, I mean that is one thing. Obviously, I was involved in 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 that from the beginning, as far as you know, developing all the plans and everything. A large part of 2021, that's all we were doing. Was that's all was, we did. We weren't running and uh, we weren't operating for the most, most of that year. We were getting licenses, setting up, planning, creating SOPs, figuring out what, what should work, what won't work, et cetera. So a lot of work went in, into that, um, from December, January, uh, almost for that first year. For about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't open our doors till November. Yeah, exactly. Service for other investors. And I mean, Chris and I are, still active fund managers. So the whole buy fi buy investors, yes, we did take a lot of input from other investors, um, but it was actually created by active investors. And I know yep. you have been an active note investor as well. I so finally jumped over that bridge. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a key point as well. It's not just for investors, which is, which is critical, but it was actually created by investors because we understood the pain points of using other servicers. There's no perfect servicer, let's be honest, right? Nope. Um, but I still use other servicers myself. And, and uh, so, so <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that research component and that work is critical up front. What would you say, looking at that first year specifically, maybe one or two lessons learned or takeaways <laughs> from that first year? Um, I know you and I talk about this all the time, but for everybody listening, we definitely bit off more than we could chew and I hate admitting it, but it is the <laughs> lesson that was learned. Um, I think we were all so eager and so excited and watching it come to fruition. I think we all were like, this is happening. This is happening. And I was excited. You were excited. Everyone was excited. And then we just kind of went like head first (laughs) in like a (laughs) no diving situation. We (laughs) obtained a lot of licenses out of the gate without really, we wanted to be open to a lot more investors to be able to use us, but didn't really process how that was going to happen. So I think we skipped a step. And I think it's just yeah. our eager that kind of got into it. And we definitely yeah. felt that the end of 21 sure. and then no, going I would agree. into 22. I mean, it's uh, and it's one of those things where, again, there's no playbook on mm-hmm. how this should work exactly. It's no one size fits all answer. But and because a lot of investors, they only want to work with one servicer. So we have clients or potential clients who aren't going to move loans over to BiFi to be serviced unless BiFi is licensed in all the states that they have loans in. So if I have loans in Texas and Florida, but BiFi is not licensed in one of those states, oh, I'm sticking with my other servicer because they're licensed in both states. So it made sense that we would want to get that many licenses that quickly. But in hindsight, 100% agree. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes we made uh, is getting too many licenses too quickly without the revenue to justify those costs and the the time. The time and the, and the actual financial cost of getting those licenses, I think um, we, we we shot a little too high in, in that. We sense. had the least amount of knowledge in it, uh, in my opinion. Um, I was never in charge of licensing, so I always had somebody to handle that. And um, yeah, it turned around. And it was like, no, Shante, this is in the front of your face. And I was like, okay. And I remember going, I remember being like, I don't think this is going to work at some point. But, it, you know, you learn. And that's yeah. kind of why we 
you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And one other quick thing I'll say is, you know, I mean, yeah, Chris and I have started businesses before, but nothing, uh, nothing like this exactly. (laughs) And, and, you know, we bought office space, we became landlords that the BiFi became a landlord immediately. So all of a sudden you're up there in New Jersey, HVAC goes out, (laughs) you know, you, you don't know what to do. You, you nope. know, this is not something you're not a, you're not a landlord. You're, like you're, you're not a, I'm not even a homeowner. So these are things I don't know. Uh, you're not a homeowner. Have. You're not a, uh, you hadn't been a, a business owner at that point. I mean, there's nope. a lot, forget the servicing side, right? Forget the licensing and the management of people and the processing of payments and all the stuff that takes a ton of work that all that was brand new to you. Um, the rest of it. So yeah, that's uh, a couple Definitely of some challenges yeah, and lessons um, that, you know, we can absolutely. learn from and move forward better. Yeah. So, okay. Um, 2022 hits second year of the BiFi <laughs> is in operation. Um, I think we start taking on more loans. We start taking on clients loans, start building the portfolio, start getting some revenue. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say most of 2022 actually went fairly well from a business pretty smoothly from a business standpoint that was also the year that we all got to be in the same place at the same time i still have those pictures um just as (laughs) proof um we had gone to some conferences and you know we we were okay um yeah it was moved not as quickly as like we originally anticipated and projected but Mm -hmm. it made sense and i wasn't too upset about it um because it wasn't too much to handle necessarily on the you know obtaining new business that wasn't the issue and it was fun to go out and represent BiFi to investors and things like that and let them know who we are because we spent a lot more time putting ourselves on the map yeah um that's the flip side you have a brand new servicer that's popping up and competing against all these other servicers that have been around for at least a decade plus um some of these servicers again been around for like 40 years so Mm -hmm. i don't like the first first and second quarter of 2022 I think yeah. it was okay. It kind of got a little crazy in that mm-hmm. summertime. Um, for yeah. me, at least personally yeah. for me. Um, well, and I, and I can say, you know, that I think part of the issue too, was you had kind of two, two people uh, that were, you know, between Chris and me, we weren't necessarily always on the same page and, you know, we don't have to get into the weeds too much, but it's I think what I would say three is different ideas. Exactly. Three strong personalities and we, we would get along. It wasn't a matter of us not getting along. It was just, we didn't have the same vision necessarily on every little part of the business. So Chris might tell you one thing. I might tell you something else, not even knowing my own opinion. <laughs> then you have your own opinion. Yep. And so um, second half of 2022, things didn't quite go as, as no. planned. Um, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I definitely, I think part of us all being together, I just, I started to feel overwhelmed. I started to feel confused. And I had, of course, I still have my son. My mom had gotten sick, but she was Mm -hmm. the caregiver of my grandmother. So Mm -hmm. my mom getting sick affected my entire family. And I'm like the only one who ever shows up to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was just a lot of stress going on personally. And then I'd come to work and I was like, wait, you know, we're getting different ideas, different different wants and goals. and, And I just felt lost. And I remember all of us talking about, I'm really good at servicing. Yeah. I don't know how to be a CEO. And that's the God's honest truth. I've never done it. I know I kind of put something together and created it because it was policies, procedures. I knew what was needed. Yeah. But 
when you walk through it and a year later, you're looking and you're like, wait, I, there's a lot of things I've never done and didn't understand and would just end up being so overwhelmed. And then that's also managing like staff and being a landlord and dealing with things. So there was a lot of moving parts and my entire emotional state just went down the drain in every capacity of my, of of my life. And it's not just, you know, personal it's, and a lot of it came from Wi-Fi and Mm -hmm. it was a lot of stress. And I know that we all were working together to get, I get, you know, we all talked about like, we need help. Shanti needs help. We got to help her. We just weren't sure where to land on that. And we got to a point where we did. And I just, I, I think I had checked out and that's, I was so overwhelmed that I was growing resentment for Mm -hmm. something that I created something mm-hmm. that I loved, you know, just six mm-hmm. months a year before. And I was excited about, I hate it. I was yeah. miserable. Um, and then just the stressor of my mom and my grandma and my son. Sure. And I was just like, this is too much. I need, I, I, I have to walk away. Mm-hmm. And I did it for my sanity, for my peace as a, yeah. as a, as Shantae Duffy, a, a mother, a daughter, a sister, yeah. a friend, an employee, a fa- co-founder of a company, all of it. And I really needed a heavy reset. Um, mm. I lost myself. And then all that was happening was going down this downward spiral of, well, you know, I did all this and I wasn't paying attention enough to Benjamin. And I just, I was picking myself apart because I needed to, mm. but I also had to build myself up. So in September, the end of September, 2022, mm. um, I decided to leave. I, I needed to do that for me. And I think mm-hmm. it also was the best thing for my son, my family and Wi-Fi at the time. I think sure. there was just too much going on, too many just anxieties and stressors. And I had to yep. back out. And I don't think that's what any, any of us expected. Um, yeah. But it's what, to me personally, to this day, I needed it. Yeah. Um, so well, there's I, no it, ill yeah. towards it. From no, I mean, it was, it was from, I mean, we started to hit rock bottom as a, as a business at that point, we were starting to get there. We hadn't quite got there. Um, but uh, because when you left, it did, <laughs> a lot you are such a key right player and, and uh, it was, it was already headed south a little bit, but it, yeah. it got, got worse after you left. And that's not to make you feel bad. It's just the reality <laughs> of, and it's also a compliment because you're such a good servicing person for sure. Um, you know, and just from my perspective too, um, you know, look, Chris started a massive fund. He had a ton going on. He built this, he quit his job or I, I don't know when exactly, but uh, he had a lot going on with his regulation a f- fund. Um, you quit which, your job. You yeah, I quit fund. my, that's true. And that's right. My, my Achilles and all that stuff. And it was <laughs> a lot going on. And then, um, yeah, I like to throw in that I ruptured my Achilles playing the manly sport of badminton, but no, I, we, we started to have a lot of struggle uh, at home with my own, with my son as well. And it got, uh, really, really super challenging about a year ago now, but, um, and so there's, there's, it's not just like, if we're talking just by fi in a vacuum, it's all of us, it, it, it's, but it's like, it could have, you know, I don't think we would have hit that rock bottom, but there's so many other factors, health relationships, financial things going on in your personal life. Right. And so, but, um, when you say taking care of yourself and it was the right thing to do, I a hundred percent agree. Um, hindsight helps me agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, the, the whole, you know, on an airplane, put the oxygen mask on your, on your own, on yourself, yourself first before you can help everybody else. I mean, it's so true. It, it's corny, cheesy, whatever, but it's really true. You can't, you couldn't have helped the people in your own life or by fi like you are. I already now. wasn't, you know, and I, I felt I, everybody felt that. 
and yeah. I will always feel I don't want to say bad um because I'm not gonna feel bad for being me and yeah. genuinely just dealing with life and everything yeah. is throwing out of me but there's a part of me that's always as much as I needed it there was a part for a while the first like couple I was gone for six months essentially um mm -hmm. but there was a part of me that felt guilty um for yeah. letting everybody not just you guys like being yeah. co-founders and my staff it's the clients like yeah like I, I worked so hard to get them through the door so yeah. there's a part of me that felt like I lost a lot and then but I needed to regroup and that was more I'm useless to yeah. the entire world if I don't right well and if I'm honest I was super disappointed not in you but disappointed that because I wanted to see you succeed and I was genuinely disappointed that apparently that wasn't going to happen at least you yep. know with this with this venture it was not looking good so before we get to how all the improvements we've been making with BiFi and uh the the future of BiFi during that 6 months when you were gone mm -hmm. how did you approach that kind of internal work what what i mean be as specific as you'd like yeah. obviously but but um what what does that mean cuz people say oh i had to work on myself that sounds good I don't know. No, what, what I is, had to shut down. I shut everybody out. I shut my family out. I shut work out. I focused on my son because that's my responsibility. Um, that's the only person I can't shut out ever. Um, and he wouldn't get along far in his life without me. So <laughs> it took a lot of therapy. Um, I realized that how I was feeling, I it was stuck. It was stuck in here. Mm. And all that kept as every time something happened, no matter how small of a, an issue it might have been, it could have mm -hmm. been that my son had a hard time tying his shoes and I'm having a mental breakdown over it mm. because I'm dealing with so much other stress. So I've been in that therapy since I was 12 years old. I am a true person that's going to push it. And I knew that's what I needed. I was so angry and that wasn't anger is a secondary emotion. Mm, yeah. That's um, right. I've learned that. So I, on the outward, everybody's looking at me as angry. And I thought I was angry because what everyone was telling me I was too. Like my family was shot, you're so angry. No, I am stressed out. I am overwhelmed. I don't feel adequate enough in certain aspects of my life, which I was bringing into other aspects. So if I'm working really hard at work, mm -hmm. well, I'm neglecting my kid. I didn't know how to balance. Mm -hmm. I had gotten to a point where it was they're both important. You know, those sure. are the top two things that are important to me, at least. Yeah. Your and first child I, and your second child. <laughs> exactly. And I'm both with bees. Like I, I didn't know how to juggle it. And I realized that a lot of my feelings and emotions came when they were, I needed to compartmentalize them a little bit. So I needed to deal with my feelings with my family because they were stressed. Like when my mom was sick, mm -hmm. I expected my family to step up and help and mm -hmm. they didn't. And that drove me mm -hmm. nuts because here I am trying to be an entrepreneur, run a business, raise my kid. And yeah. I have to do all this extra. So I had to separate everything and basically dive into each situation, every scenario mm -hmm. to really figure out what it is that you're actually feeling. How mm -hmm. are you going to fix that? I had to put in the work to not feel this anger, this anxiety, mm -hmm. this overwhelming and had to figure out Shante moving forward in your life because life is life. Things yeah. are always going to happen, good or bad. How are you yeah. going to save yourself so that this doesn't happen again in any aspect? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. where I spent a lot of time in, okay, so I figured out what the issues were. Here's how I solved mm -hmm. them. What do I do now yeah. to fix that? And sure. I set boundaries. I'm not good at setting boundaries. Mm. Um, and that's something that I've always known. Yeah. So, so I know those are important. Boundaries are important, mm -hmm. right? Especially nowadays, if you're talking like working from home and 
with COVID and all that, everything is all like mixed into one thing. If you let it, (laughs) if you let it go that way. So what did you do boundaries wise? I had to recreate basically my priorities. And obviously my son is first, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And a big part of my overwhelming like mental space was that I Mm. didn't feel like I was giving him the attention he needed Mm. as my son. Like, yes, I'm taking care of him. And, but I'm not like most people sit down and spend time with their kids every day. I was over here like, yeah, "Yeah, working and just kind of like talking over my computer to him. And that's not a life for him. That's not fair. And I definitely didn't want him to be more excited to go spend time with other people other than me. So the first set was Benjamin's always first and make sure Mm -hmm. he is not just taken care of, but that you are, being the mom that he needs you to be not sure. just you know his responsibilities and necessities yeah so, so not just I, getting him a quick you know fast food burger and and, no. and and putting him to bed actually being present i, I know you do uh yep. cook him dinner a good bit i do and, all the time um, we play a lot yeah. of scrabble uh, my son's really, and I can't stand Scrabble. Um, I'm just it's not the game for me. He loves Scrabble. He loves puzzles and things that I can't stand, but it, I love watching his brain move. Mm-hmm. I love watching him be happy. So I make it a point like Shante, there's no reason that you're working till 10 o'clock at night when your kid mm-hmm. gets out of school at three 30. So the first boundary is to make sure that I did things with him and kept Got a routine. It. And as of now, we're still on this routine. I, I actually like it. Um, and then the second part was I have to. I, I did still work during that six months that I wasn't, you know, I just didn't mm-hmm. work for a servicing yeah. company. Um, I was an asset manager for a fund. And because that was way less challenging, I also realized this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. I'm used to a little bit more challenging. <laughs> I yeah. need to keep moving, keep my brain thinking. And it's as much yeah. as yes, borrowers need to be talked to and things like that. It's not my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that wasn't my end all be all, but I also wasn't rushing myself to go anywhere. I wasn't mm-hmm. even hundred percent sure that BiFi was going to be an option for me that I would even take. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. And it just, I mean, it happened and I feel like it was like divine timing, but I was actually entertaining yeah. other mm-hmm. opportunities when BiFi came back onto my plate and yeah. I had to think long and hard on that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, uh, we internally said, you know what, we gotta, we gotta take this, this shot again to try to get Shantae back. Cause I mean, you know, you're, you're such a key piece to the the company and when things were going well is when you were rocking and rolling. And so if we were going to recover as a company, we knew we had to reach out to you. So, um, man, uh, okay. Let's talk from your return through today. Um, <laughs> so you came back in around March, I guess, of 2023, came yep. back to BiFi. Originally you were, we, we had someone kind of doing the, uh, we had more of a personnel doing operations. So we thought, well, we need more loans. Let's, let's put her in business development. Well, originally um, I started with, Hey Shantae, just look everything over, yeah, um, which is why sure. we didn't announce that I was back because I just wanted to make sure everything was the way it should be, at least from a servicing standpoint, mm-hmm. and then put me into the business development role because essentially mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's where I shine. That's what I like yeah. to do. And I think everybody knows that. And that's why we were sure. like, yeah. Um, and as time went on, we realized <laughs> very quickly, we, it didn't take long at all that yeah. Right now, Sean, at least at that time, at this time, this is not where you need to be because we need, you know, expertise and 
your operations side. And yeah. I, I 100% agreed with it. I was like, no, 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 like, I don't think I should be doing this. I think this is where I need to be for now. Um, yeah. And we kind of switched that role and made sure that I kind of oversaw and still oversee all the operations of BiFi as a whole. So my hands mm -hmm. are a little bit in everything um, yeah. just to make sure that everything is still functioning and sure. making sure the processes that were originally put in place, either they're there and still working or if they're not, tweak it, change it help any you know any anywhere that's needed yeah. um which is kind of where i thought okay let's turn the ship around first and mm -hmm. let's keep it moving and then we you know we can rearrange and replay yeah. as time goes well the reality is to you know not only did you have the the long uh history of servicing experience default servicing with like foreclosures and bankruptcy and all the servicing experience you had you also had intimate knowledge of how this company had been formed, the intent of what was, you know, what was put in place, what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Also familiarity with the loans themselves, a lot of them. So we probably couldn't have found anybody <laughs> else who we could plug and play like we were able to um, with you. And then, so we, yeah, quickly roped back into operations. You know, the, the comment you made about having your hands in many things, um, part of that is just, we're a small team. We're a small, we're a startup. Well, yeah, it's not a negative. It's, it's more of just to make sure everything is moving the way that we intended it to originally yeah. move. And if we need to change, change and, you know, fill Absolutely. in the holes. I think there were just some holes and it was okay. Yeah. Shate, you of all people know where these holes need to get filled. So just take a look. And so it's not a negative. I, I love doing yeah. what I do. That's why I'm here. So it, it definitely was that. And, you know, we've had some personnel changes. Um, yeah. We've had a lot, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, over the course of BiFi's existence, uh, myself yeah. included. Um, which I never thought I'd be on that list, but, um, it's really just, again, I knew why we originally wanted to start this. So yeah. it was plug and play and I fill in anywhere I can. Absolutely. So no, I mean, with the turnover and things, look, hiring is a real, it's a difficult, difficult thing in, in a small business or any, any, Not business. Our favorite. it's, <laughs> it's uh, and the, and your people are critical, like right? your, your team members are everything. So if you pick the wrong person or just doesn't work out, it can really end up hurting you. So, um, we've, that's, that's another area. I think we've come a long <laughs> way with, uh, as far yeah. as lessons learned in hiring the right people and also getting them in the right seats on the bus. Um, so talk to us about the last six months, uh, specifically with BiFi, what improvements have been made and, and what's looking good? So we have cleaned up a lot, um, a lot of missing information, a lot of missing data, answered a lot of questions. Um, lenders, you know, they were lacking a lot of communication. So that was the biggest thing about BiFi, like why mm -hmm. we want to be different. Nobody yeah. communicates. And with, you know, the kind of downfall of everything, communication stopped too. So it was trying to get everybody back up to speed and get these lenders the customer service that they deserve. Um, so that was a big push. We recently just went back to our weekly summaries um, so that it hopefully eliminates some like questions that lenders, you know, wouldn't mm -hmm. are naturally asking right now because they're not getting that communication. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely had personnel change. So we have a lovely new CEO, Mr. Bateman, <laughs> um, which I think made a really big change um, in the past couple of months. I think that was needed um, to have you mm -hmm. a founder in the driver's seat we definitely you know cleaned up with staff and kind of rearranged and made sure that we got the right people in the right yeah. seats on the right bus um, we are fortunate yeah. enough to get another employee to come back 
um, yeah. and join us. Um, so I was very, 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 and will forever be grateful for that. Um, cause I don't know how far we would have gotten without her either. Um, I don't yeah. want to take all the credit for, you know, helping <laughs> this either. Cause it's not just me, it's everybody. Um, and then we definitely leaned on some resources that, you know, we weren't always aware were available to us to help us grow and be better and get back on the track of success and being the servicing company that we want to be. And I think that we would not be having this conversation today mm-hmm. if we didn't have the resources that we do have. Yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, been not only team member uh, turnover, but we have we have had some changes on the ownership side as well. And yes. um, as of today, we can't get into too many specifics with regard to the ownership and, and um, but suffice it to say that in December, things really took a turn for the better with BiFi and our, like you said, our resources, um, the financial resources that we have backing the company. Um, and, you know, just looking back from a, from a founder's standpoint, uh, you know, I think one of the mistakes Chris and I made was at times uh, uh, being too passive. We thought, oh, we can invest, we're investors. We invest some money in this, in this, uh, this company. And then it just grows and we 10 X our money and that. Oh, sounds great. Nope. Well, that that's great. If it's a, it's a, if it's a functioning operation that we're buying, like buying an existing company, but when it's a startup, like, you know, so many challenges. So yes, I did uh, personally, I got a business coach. He's been on, on the podcast as well. Chris Steer. Um, one of the first things he did for me was say, he restructured, we restructured my own weekly calendar together and, and BiFi became the focus. This was before I formally came back, came in as CEO. Um, and so I started to make BiFi every morning. That's what I'm focused on. And so not trying to make the episode about me, but you are right. I've, I've made a very big concerted effort just individually to be much more actively involved in overseeing the, the company and um, getting you what you need, you yeah. know, because you are the servicing expert uh, and your team members are, are obviously experts at, at certain parts of the servicing as well. Um, but I've personally gotten much more involved in, and I feel like we've, we've really made a ton of progress in the last six months specifically. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about the future. Um, I am so excited I, about the future, watching yeah, so, how things have moved. Um, I know that there, we definitely had some worrying concern and I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie about it. There was a genuine fear um, at yeah. one point as to where is this going? What are we doing? And I, we always talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. And more recently that the, this light is not far. Um, mm-hmm. And I, as of like the past, like realistically past like two, three weeks, I think I've actually realized Shante, this is happening. Like this is working. <laughs> like this is these are positives. I think we've been so used to being on edge that yes. for now it's like, wait, so we're changing so many things to be successful, to be the servicing company that we wanted to always be and to do the things that we want to do correctly. And yeah. so for me, it's it's exciting because I don't know if we had this conversation a year ago, if we, you know, mm, if we would oh, be saying no. the same thing. And none of us saw this coming. Um, but I'm, I'm along for the ride and I'm here to stay. Um, there will yeah. not be any more Shande mental states. Again, the boundaries help with that. So yeah. that's been working for me at least for the better part of, you know, a year. Absolutely. I think taking the long-term view is is critical because we can all grind. We can all have stressful, like difficult weeks and work 60, 70 hours. That's fine for 
period of time, yep. that doesn't, that it doesn't work in the long term. Um, and it doesn't do anything for you as a mother or, you know, the, nope. the other parts of your life. So, um, couldn't agree more. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, a few months ago, I think people were looking from the outside in thinking, <laughs> you know, there's a fine line between, um, sort of stick to and, and just stupidity or stubbornness. And, and I, yep. I know I just, I knew that we, we hadn't, we'd never really done full marketing campaign. We'd never, there were so many things we hadn't actually done. So I felt like we still had a chance and, uh, we just need some time. We just need some time and, and the right relationships and, and some things, uh, connected through, um, some relationships and, and we've got, like you said, a, a lot more resources now, just financially also, uh, system wise that we're able to plug into as well as just expertise on, yep. uh, servicing that, you know, um, other parts of servicing that we maybe we're not experts in. Right. So it just being able to have that backstop, um, has been phenomenal for, like you said, for me to be able to take a breath and, yep. and say, okay, if we're going to do this long-term, which I am excited to say that, that I truly believe we're going to be a, a big success long-term, you've got to be able to take a step back, take a breath, take a break, take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I get to my rapid fire questions, before we, we okay. close up, what's one or two lessons you'd, you'd, or takeaways for a single mom out there who wants to start a business? What, do what it. Do um, the first thing I'm always, and I say this to my friends now, um, some of them are single parents as well. They're having newborns. So I'm definitely a decade plus ahead of them. <laughs> um, but do it, um, take the, take the leap because it's worth it. I think as a human being, as a woman, as a mother, I've grown so much. I've grown so much in the past three years than I have in the past 10. Um, and that I like who I am today. I love who <laughs> I am today. And I'm realizing that I, once you get, just stay organized. That's the heart. I think that's really where I kind of just went down the drain is trying to juggle and staying organized. Yes. There are going to be times where you have long nights. Yes. Your kids mm -hmm. get sick. Like it happens. I had a huge yeah. incident with my son earlier this year and mm -hmm. we're still battling through it. Um, mm -hmm. Things happen, but don't let it run you and don't let it stop you. Cause at the end of the day, I just look at this, Hey, Shantae, you're working to create something successful. You want your kids to look up to you and be proud. You know, sure. my son knows, That's oh, mom, yep, you're working behind your computer. You're working yeah. like he knows. And it makes me feel good when I hear him talking to other people like, oh, well, my mommy works behind it. Like he doesn't know what I do, mm -hmm. um, but he knows I work mm -hmm. behind a computer and then I talk to people and he thinks I'm just helping people, which essentially I am. That's how I explain. Yeah. Oh, I'm just helping. Sure. It, it, it's something like in your core that it, mm. it ignites that you don't even know that you have. So mm. don't stop. It's hard. I will, mm -hmm. I will put this on everything. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, raising mm -hmm. a child as well as starting a business at the same time simultaneously and maintaining that. But it's not as bad. You have to go through hurdles. That's life. You have to mm -hmm. go through these, these feed bumps yeah. and things like that. But don't sure. give up and don't pass opportunities. Even, I mean, my story, I had an opportunity, got to a point where I was like, I can't do this. I left. Mm -hmm. The opportunity came back. It's like, no, no, Shante, like you're still supposed to be here at this point. And there's reasons and seasons. I go by everything. Mm, the world works in a weird, mysterious way. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. I'm I was supposed to go through that. I was. Yeah. And that that was my path. And I'm still on mm -hmm. my path. That doesn't end until I'm I'm not here. Mm -hmm. But 
just just go with it trust your gut trust yourself and just remember there's a, always a bigger picture it, it's to get to a yeah. point where you can you know some people it's financial security some people it's to leave stuff to their children whatever it is don't mm -hmm. shy away from that that's really good well i can say it's not only your son who's proud of you um my daughter is also very proud of you. I'm telling <laughs> so, you, I'm going to have to make a trip down there and actually meet yeah, her. She doesn't, have, I don't think she ever listens to my podcast, but I'm, I'm sure she'll now listen to this she one. Will. She yeah, listened to last sure. one. <laughs> All right. So you ready for some rapid fire Oof. questions? Yes. I guess. <laughs> if you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice, what would it be? You're stronger than you think. Love that. Really good. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? I'm buying a house first <laughs> for me and my kid. Um, I'd invest in notes. This is what I love as well as I'd get back. Um, I want to do more for like autism uh, research and things like that. I want mm -hmm. to understand things better. I'm really intrigued by the human mind um, and how it works. So I would give back. I would invest to keep the investments rolling. I would never give up my job. Um, I don't care if I won the lottery or anything. I would stay. That's I'm not that person. I, I like working. So mm -hmm. love it. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would it be? Oprah Winfrey. I think you said that last time. I definitely did. And I'm going to stand <laughs> on that until the day it actually happens. That's a goal That's I've set a, for myself. Not a bad choice. Um, yeah. I just heard a. A podcast, I may have sent it to you, actually, The Happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, it was with uh, The Diary of a CEO. Uh, he had a happiness expert on it. Oprah had actually reached out to this guy because he had a regular column that he wrote. And Oprah called him up and said, we need to do a book together. So maybe one day she'll call you up to do a I'm book I'm just going to call her. I'm going to have to find her. <laughs> Knock on go. her front door. <laughs> um, what is a challenge that you're facing in your business right now? Time management. Um, that's the God's honest truth. I just, I, I know where we're going. And so it's all up in my brain and yeah. it's exciting and the wheels are moving, but it's like, Shantae, things take time. Um, and having to accept that things take time. Um, I'm not a patient person <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning a lot about myself. You know, I just took this assessment, which I read through mm -hmm. and whew, <laughs> it, it's exciting, but it, it, it it's true and scary at the same time, but it leads me to improve. And I, I'm young. Yeah. I, I have so much life to live and so much more in my career to, that I haven't seen yet, you know? So it's, I need to really work on my time management a little bit better, but I think that we're already kind of working on that. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, getting used to delegating a little bit more and passing stuff off and it's the boundary yeah. setting. So. Sure. How about a book or two that you could recommend? I don't really read too often. I'm not going to lie. I'm more okay. like, a, I'll read an we article. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a huge. Or... Um, the podcast that you actually shared with me, I am drawing the biggest blank on the Layla name that I listened to it. Um, yes. I love her. Forget the like, name I would love to meet podcast. her and somehow yeah. talk to her in person. Yeah. Um, I was intrigued. I'm still intrigued. I'm still listening. I, um, I just, I listen to podcasts more than anything. Uh, not always business related though. Uh, sometimes I just need like sound Murder. playing. Yep. So I'm, I'm a true <laughs> crime junkie as well. So, um, this has been awesome. Um, I mean, a few quick takeaways, I think boundaries, you know, that's been critical in, in our discussion today. And obviously in your, just your, the, the work you did on yourself, um, just setting boundaries, prioritizing, um, taking the long-term view, realizing that there's a bigger picture, 
right? There's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's not just when you're going through a really hard time, it's easy to get super caught up in just that and that stress. And it's, it's a big deal, of course. Right. But it will pass. And there's a, it there's does a, pass, even though you yeah. feel like it doesn't, it does. I mean, how many times do I tell you, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. And the next day I'm like, <laughs> today's a great day. Yeah. Um, it happens. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just not going to talk. I'll, I'll give her a I'll let her break. be. She'll yep. Be back. <laughs> yep. It, it, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> I think we all get like that on some level, but awesome. Shante, this has been great. Um, for our listeners out there, where can they, how can they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, Shantae Duffy. That's my name. Um, you can also email me at sduffy at byfiles.com. Um, or if that's easier, um, I won't leave the phone number. It, it's yeah. online. You could visit the website, byfiles.com. And it has our contact information and email addresses there as well. B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Any private lenders, note investors, hard money lenders, any mortgage holders. Commercial, we, uh, construction. Commercial. We yep. started taking those in recently. Absolutely. So. so don't hesitate to reach out. Shante, this has been great. Thank you so much. I know you said you're Thank struggling you with- Thank you for having you're, me. You're improving with time management. So we do know that your time is very <laughs> valuable. So we appreciate you uh, taking an hour out to to talk with us today. So thank Thank you. you anytime. And to the listener out there, thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Thanks everyone. Take care. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.